bless you, Brother Hopkins. We love you. Amen. Why don't we stand together and give that hand clap to the Lord. He is so worthy. He is so wonderful. Never failed me yet, Jesus. We thank you for your kindness and your goodness today. psalmist that said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. Behold the beauty of the Lord and inquire in his temple. It's in that same setting of scripture where he says something that is so profound. He says, I had fainted unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. It's amazing because in God's economy, things just seem to work opposite of this human realm. Here in this human realm, we say, I got to see it to believe it. But in God's economy, you got to believe it to see it. You got to believe it to see it. This morning, I want to ask everybody in this house a question. You got anything you're believing God for? Do you got anything you're believing God? You got anything you're believing God to do in this house this morning? Then you're going to see it. Then you're going to see it. I want us to pray together a prayer. I want us to pray this way. God, show us your glory. Oh, you feel that right there? I felt something electric happen. Lord, this morning, show us your glory. Let your glory be made manifest in this house. Every need, God, that is represented, don't let us leave without knowing that you've touched it. God, we're asking today that you would fill somebody with the gift of the Holy Ghost, that you would renew, that you would revive, that you would strengthen us. And God, we're going to be careful to return the glory to you. We believe we're going to see it this morning. We believe we're going to see it this morning. Oh, somebody, go ahead and give God a praise as though it's already happened. We thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. If you're here without the Holy Ghost this morning, you've come to the right place. The Spirit of God desires to dwell in your heart. And, and this Holy Ghost is not only a gift, but it's a promise. It's not only a gift, but it is a promise to you, to your children, and to all that are afar off. Turning in our Bibles to the 136th Psalm, very quickly, we will pick up on the theme the assignment that the Lord has for us this morning. I really want God to help us. I really do. I believe he will. Amen. Psalm 136 says this, Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the God of gods, for his mercy endureth forever. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord of lords, for his mercy endureth forever. To him who alone 
doeth great wonders, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that by wisdom made the heavens, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that stretched out the earth above the waters, for his mercy endureth forever. To him that made great lights, for his mercy endureth forever. The sun to rule by day, for his mercy endureth forever. And the moon and stars to rule by night, for his mercy endureth forever. Moving down, let's just go on down to verse number 23. Who remembered us in our lowest state, for his mercy endureth forever, and hath redeemed us from our enemies, for his mercy endureth forever. Giveth food to all flesh, for his mercy endureth forever. And here's the charge this morning. Oh, give thanks unto the God of heaven, for his mercy endureth forever. With one great ascent, can we give him thanks this morning? Hallelujah, Jesus. We worship you, God. My, 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 my. We thank you today, Jesus. We love you today, Jesus. Mm, do a great work in this house. Amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. It's good to be with Sister Bradley this morning. She snuck in and surprised us all. God bless you, sister, in the work going forth in Somerset. I have always, really, I shouldn't say always, recently, it has just become the part of my imagination why God chose a young lady by the name of Mary to perform a miracle and bring about the Lord in flesh. And if you'll give me some just creative space, I believe one of the reasons that the Lord chose Mary is because of who Mary chose to fall in love with, Joseph the carpenter. And, and the reason that my imagination led me this way is because God is a God that is so precise in measure. And carpenters, well, these good ones know that you got to measure twice and cut once. I once tried my hand at carpentry, and it seemed everything I put my hand to. I could start out to make a bench, and it would turn out to be a cutting board, you know. I'm just that kind of talented guy. I don't measure anything. Just go on cutting, hallelujah. But not so when it comes to our great God and Savior. We can look at creation, and we can see this preciseness of God distance of the earth from the sun to the sun rather 91.443 
miles. The earth is tilted at a perfect 23.5 degrees on its axis. And the Lord in creation spun the earth on its axis. And every 23 hours, 56 minutes, and 4.09053 seconds, it spins. This God of ours does nothing on accident. Let me tell you this morning, your being here in this house is not an accident. The songs that we sang that ministered to you this morning was not an accident, but a great God has orchestrated your whole life to bring you to this moment in this place. I believe that. We see this preciseness of God when he speaks to a man by the name of Noah. And he says, Noah, the end of all flesh has come before me. And the earth is filled with evil. And I am going to destroy earth. And he says, but before I do, brother Noah, what I want to see happen is I want to see you create and build an ark. And he tells Noah the, the very wood that he is to use. And he is to pitch it within and without with pitch. And he says, I want you to make sure that the ark is the perfect length, 300 cubits. I want the ark to be the perfect height or breadth, 300 cubits. And I want it to have the perfect height. 30 cubits. The reason for this was because the salvation of Noah and his family was dependent upon him following the instructions of, of that perfect God. It's amazing when we think of salvation in 2022. It is no accident and it is of a precise way that we are to approach the Lord. You may start out with believing the Lord and accepting him as your personal savior, but you can't stop there. You've got to keep walking and make sure that he accepts you. He that believeth on me, as the scripture hath said, You've got to, you've got to understand that there's a way of believing God. It is in Luke 24 and 47 that repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. You're not just going to stop at belief, but somewhere you're going to have a collision course with repentance. Mark 16 and 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. You're not just going to stop at repentance, but somewhere you're going to take on his name in the waters of baptism and be baptized in the only saving name, the name of Jesus. I quoted the scripture already. He that believeth on me as the scripture hath said out of his belly, 
It's going to flow rivers of living water. He is speaking of the Holy Ghost. And this all culminates when there are some men that are under conviction and ask, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter, standing up with the 11, said, you need to repent. You need to be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. This morning, that's the precise way to make sure that Christ accepts you. Brother and sister, if you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, this morning is the perfect day, the perfect time, the perfect hour to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Oh, clap your hands to the Lord. See, here it is, and it was, and it still remains the desire of God to dwell among his people. And after calling out a people in Israel, he told Moses, I want to dwell among my people. And so he said, Moses, I am going to give you a plan and a pattern. And I'm going to anoint two men, amen, to, to, to contract this tabernacle. And I have filled them with the Spirit of God, with wisdom, with understanding, and with knowledge. But Brother Moses, I want you to make sure that you follow my precise measure in this. There's going to be a certain length. There's going to be a certain breadth. And there's going to be a certain height. And if it is not perfect, I cannot dwell there. And so Brother Moses went to praying. And he went to writing and he saw something in the spirit. And when he saw it in the spirit, he went back to those men and said, we're going to make sure that the glory of God has a place to dwell. Oh, I'm doing so good up here this morning. Amen. Aren't you guys proud of me today? Amen. Hallelujah. Yeah, we just having fun. So they went to work. He said, Brother Moses, there's going to be a brazen altar. I want the length to be five cubits, the breadth to be five cubits, and the height to be three cubits. There's going to be a brazen labor, a table and a candlestick. And he gives him the length, the breadth, and the height. An altar of incense. And he gives him a length, a breadth, and a height. There's going to be a table of showbread. And he gives him a length, a breadth, and a height. There's going to be a veil that separates the holy place from the holy of holies. And he gives him the length, and the breadth, and the height. This veil was so heavy that it took 300 priests to maneuver and to wash it. 300 priests, a veil that fit a precise measure. There was an ark that had a length, a breadth, and a height. And then above, that was the mercy seat. Mm, I'm feeling good this morning. A mercy seat. 
Then he gave him a length and a breadth. A length and a breadth. Brother Moses, after that prayer meeting, takes the notes to the men that are going to contract this whole thing. Bazaliel gets the paper, begins to assign tasks, and he comes back to Brother Moses and says, Brother Moses, you forgot something on the mercy seat. There is no height. And Brother Moses goes back to praying, and he says, God, I might have missed it, but it seems for every piece of furniture, you gave a height except for the mercy seat. And God leans over the bow of heaven and gives a smile like only he can and says, Moses, I forgot so I could forget. Brother Moses, you tell the contractor to build that mercy seat as high as he wants to. You take all of the offering of the people and you build it as high as you want to to represent my immeasurable mercies because I'm going to be merciful to their unrighteousness and their sins and iniquities. I'm going to remember no more. You see, Brother Moses, I'm going to remember your frame, that you're dust so that I can forget your sin and cast it away as far as the east is from the west. The psalmist picks up the pen and says he made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He hath not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquity. For as high as the heaven is above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as he removed our transgressions from us. Brother Moses, I forgot so I could forget. In creation, Brother Moses, I commanded the sun to rise every 24 hours to remind me to forget about your sins because it is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. His mercy is new every morning. Great is his faithfulness. When you woke up this morning, 
and looked out the window and saw the sun and remembered where you were last night. God wakened if he sleeps this morning and saw the sun and was reminded, oh yeah, I need to forget about their sins. I need to remember that I am a merciful God. So, in the carpenter shop on a particular morning, a man was given a crazy, weird assignment. He was told to build a cross. And as he got busy, he understood that the parabellum had to be five to six feet wide. But he asked himself, how high should I make this cross? And echoing in his mind were the words that Jesus spoke. And I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. You see, Brother Crossmaker, it doesn't matter how high you make it because that day everyone is going to see the perfect picture of my mercy. And as he hung there, he cried, It is finished! And when he did, the precise measure that he gave Moses from top to bottom that took 300 priests to maneuver was split in twain. And at that moment, uh, a drug addict, uh, a prostitute, uh, a leprous, safe, righteous, uh, self-righteous Simon, uh, a backslidden prodigal, a religious soul, the unrighteous, uh, a fornicator, an idolater, an adulterer, an effeminate, uh, an abuser of himself with mankind, uh, a thief, uh, a covetous man, a drunkard, and a reviler, an extortioner, can run into the mercy seat uh, and see that God forgot so he could forget. God of creation forgot so he could. My title this morning is The Day God Forgot. The Day God Forgot. A young preacher is driving down the road in a red Jeep through the canyon with a pastor. He was beating himself up about the way he handled some situations. 
And the pastor stopped in the middle of the road and asked that young man, if you were to preach a message that was so powerful and sinners came and prayed through, God filled them with the Holy Ghost. Would you stop them in the middle of their prayer and speaking in tongues and say, I don't believe God has truly forgiven me. And the young preacher responded, absolutely not. And that pastor turned and looked at that young preacher and asked him, then why haven't you forgiven yourself? You know what my message really is this morning? It's to sinners that need to understand that you don't serve a God that's waiting with a big hammer to knock you over. But you serve a God that's already forgotten you. And he's waiting on you to come down and repent and be baptized. And he wants to fill your temple with his spirit. But I've also come to preach to some seasoned saints that if God forgot, it's time for you to forget. It's time for you to forget. There are some people in this house that have been seeking for the Holy Ghost. And what's holding you back is not your sin or your addiction. It's not the attitudes of this world. It's not a love for worldliness and carnality. But what's holding you back is your ability to forgive yourself. And to boldly approach the throne of grace that you might have. waiting on you, on you, are new mercies. Bow your head and close your eyes. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to somebody right now. I feel the Holy Ghost talking to you right now. I know exactly what he's saying. I'm not going to embarrass you. The Holy Ghost is speaking. stand together this morning. An article published in Psychology Today by a, a man named Hal Matthew. He said, victims of trauma, there are some things that they 
need to remember. I'm going to say some victims of sin. There are some things they need to remember. The thing you need to remember is you serve a merciful God. You serve a merciful God. When you fall and make a mistake, rejoice not against me, O oh my enemy. For when I fall, I shall arise. And when I sit in darkness, the Lord is going to be. Remember, you serve a merciful God. And you need to remember to forget your past is forgotten. Your past is forgotten. Your past is forgotten. Your past is under the blood. Oh my, okay. I gotta end with this. I gotta end with this. That mercy seat was constructed in such an amazing way. The Lord told Moses, I want the wings of those cherubims to reach very high. Where's Brother Pertel? don't look cherubic. We certainly ain't angels, but just bear with us. He said, I want the wings of those angels to go very high. He said, I don't want them to touch. I want those cherubs to face one another. I don't want them looking in their eyes. I want them to look down at the mercy seat. Isn't that amazing? He didn't want them looking at one another. He didn't want them looking at one another's faults. He didn't want them looking in the reflection of one another, measuring themselves and comparing themselves because we're all on different journeys, but their eyes were on the mercy of God. This morning, I want to direct your attention to the mercy of God. Not to your past. Not to your brother and sister who seems to have it all together. But I want you to look at a blood-spattered mercy seat. I want you to walk past a torn veil and see that God forgot so he could forgive. All right. Every head bowed and every eye closed. Does anybody in this house want the Holy Ghost? Would you slip your hand in the air right now? Nobody's looking. Does anybody want the Holy Ghost this morning? <laughs> One, two, three, four, five, six. <laughs> Today's your day. God can fill you with the Holy Ghost. I'm going to say God will fill you with the Holy Ghost. Does anybody in this house uh, 
want to be set free from your past, would you raise your hand? Nobody's looking around, just this preacher. Oh my, there are hands all over this house. Oh. <laughs> all right, this is how we're going to do it. If you raised your hand, I'm going to invite you to come up to this altar this morning. Just come. Just come. Make a plain profession of your request. Come on. Just come. Just walk into the well. The singers are going to get ready to step forward. Praise team and get ready to lead us to the throne room. Come on. Come on. Just come in close. Come in close. Come in close. Hallelujah. Come in. Come in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in. Come in. Come in. Don't stop. Come as close as you can. <laughs> Whoa! I feel victory coming into this. Whoa! All right. Bethel or Greater Bakersfield, wherever I'm at, praise God. I want you to look up here at these needs. I'm going to challenge all of you. Don't stay in the pews. Don't do that this morning. Let's pray somebody through to the Holy Ghost this morning. Are there any altar workers out there? Is there any intercessors out there? I'm inviting you to come in. Let's filter in among these needs. Those that have asked for the Holy Ghost, raise your hands right now. Close your eyes and raise your hands. God, start repenting right now. Repent right now. God, forgive me of my sins. Come on, Greater Bakersfield. This is our moment to shine. Wash me of my past.